All right, we are still looking at spiritual gifts. Uh, it'll probably be uh, at least a few more weeks in this series. Uh, our focus is everyone has a gift. Everyone has a gift. And uh, this morning we will be looking at teaching and prophecy. We're just going to kind of recap teaching. Uh, we went over that last week, and then we'll look at the gift of prophecy this week. There is a handout. Uh, hopefully you guys got that back there, and you'll see a lot of blanks on it, so you'll have a lot of time to write uh, all these answers in there, and uh, that way you can help remember it. I, I like writing things down because it helps remember things. And actually, I'm getting to the point of where I don't remember anything I don't write down, so it's, it's good to write stuff down. But uh, Now, think of uh, some time that you've had to do something, but you didn't know how to do it. Uh, that's not a good situation to be in. Uh, you won't be very successful in getting done what you need to get done. Uh, uh, you would not have been able to do it if you did not have the knowledge on how to do it. Uh, you need the information. You need the knowledge to be able to successfully do anything you set out to do. Now, the goal of this series is to give the knowledge needed to fill, fulfill God's will for our lives in uh, service to him with the gifts that he has given us. Uh, the most exciting thing, I think, about this study on the spiritual gifts is that we can learn very practical information here. Everything we learn is practical. Uh, we can immediately start using this information in our daily lives. We, there's no waiting period. We can immediately start using the information that we read and the knowledge we gain from the Bible in these areas. Uh, the knowledge we gain from doing the, the gift assessment will allow you to look for ways to be able to use your gifts that God has given you. Uh, as we look at a few gifts each week, you can leave here with the knowledge in these areas that God has blessed you with in those areas, and you can use that knowledge to better serve God. Now, I realize that we're not all blessed with the same gifts. That's probably good because then there'd be uh, areas that's not getting covered. Everybody has something different that they're good at, and that's how God pieced us all together in this church anyways. Uh, it, it's a good thing that we don't all have the same gifts, but I may be addressing some gifts this week uh, that you did not um, see on your assessment that you were blessed in that area of that gift, but that's okay. I might cover what you are blessed in next week. Uh, I also want to point out that things change over time. Uh, God may choose to bless you with an additional gift down the road. And so something that you don't have today, you might have a year from now. Uh, so take in the knowledge uh, that you can use. And then if God does choose to bless you with additional gifts at some point, you can hit the ground running because you've already gained the knowledge that you need uh, to serve him with those gifts in your life. So we're going to recap the gift of teaching, just kind of go over what we went over last week. Uh, does anybody remember the passage in Romans? Bonus points for anybody. To... I'm going to keep score. No, I'm just kidding. Romans 12. Yes. Anybody remember the verse? Take a guess. Verse 7, Romans 12, 7. Uh, if you want to turn there, we'll read it. It's a short verse, but uh, we'll read it. That's where we see the gift of teaching. Romans 12, 7. It says, or ministry, let us wait on 
are ministering, or he that teacheth on teaching. So that's where we see the gift of teaching given to people. Uh, so then we went over a few things about teaching. Um, so the first one you see there, teaching is. Does anybody remember the first thing that we went over for teaching? Teaching is. And I'm putting you guys on the spot to see if you remember. Now, if you weren't here last week, you, you can just use that as an excuse. Teaching is important. Teaching is important. So you can write that down on that first blank there. Now, we talked about without teaching, we will not have the knowledge we need. We will not have the knowledge we need. I'll try to wait long enough for you guys to be able to write all this down. And then the next one, B, on that first one is without teaching, we cannot teach others. We cannot teach others. I have a verse for you. 2 Timothy 2.2, 2. so you could write that down. You can remember that if, if you uh, ever go over this again, you can look that up. It's 2 Timothy 2.2, 2. and it says, In the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. So we would not be able to teach someone something that we haven't been taught. So uh, praise God for the ones that have taught us and helped us learn from the Word of God throughout our lives. Now that we have that information, we've learned things from the Word of God. Now we should be teaching others the things that we learned. And then they can go on and teach others also. Uh, and that way we can uh, get the knowledge of the Word of God out to everyone. So that was without teaching, we cannot teach others. And C, there is without teaching we can easily stray away from God. We can easily stray away from God. Now we looked at Second Chronicles fifteen three through five there, and it showed us how uh, Israel did not have a teacher, uh, teaching priest. It says um, for them at that time, and they strayed away from God because they weren't being taught of the things of God. Uh, so that's where we get that from. We're not going to read that, but it's 2 Chronicles 15, 3-8. You could write that there with C. Uh, so without teaching, we can easily stray away from God. Teaching is important. Uh, we need to get the knowledge we need. We need to be able to teach others, and we need to be able to stay close to God, and teaching will help us with all of that. Now, number two... Teaching is, anybody remember this one, number two, teaching is a gift. Teaching is a gift. Teaching is a gift. And uh, we'll go ahead and look at this passage. It's uh, Ephesians 4.8. So go ahead and turn to Ephesians 4.8. Teaching is a gift. It says in Ephesians 4, 8, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now skip down to 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors 
and teachers. So teaching is a gift. It's a gift from God. Uh, teaching is a gift from God that God trusted us with to use to teach others, to bring God glory, to uh, you know teach salvation. Uh, teaching is a gift. Anytime I get to teach, I, I feel blessed to, to be able to teach, uh, to just have the opportunity to teach others. Uh, blessed, first of all, that God is willing to choose me. Not that I'm very choosable, but he does it anyways. Uh, but I feel blessed to be able to teach. Teaching is a gift. Uh, now look at, uh, so that was number two, teaching is a gift. Now number three, anybody remember the last thing we talked about on teaching last week? Teaching is, anybody remember? Teaching is serving. Teaching is serving. And we'll look at Ephesians 4 again for that. I'll give you a second to write that down. Teaching is serving. Ephesians 4, 12, and 13 are the verses for that. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Teaching is serving God. Uh, teaching is one of the things we should be doing while waiting for Jesus to take, um, take us home. We're, we're here to occupy, to, to work, to, to get something done. And that's one of the things we should be doing while we're here, teaching. We should be serving uh, in, in teaching. Now, how long uh, should we teach for? We went over that last week. Uh, Ephesians 4.13 says, Till we all come in the unity of faith. So until that happens, we keep teaching. Now on your sheet there, it says, A, why should we teach? There's three items. Uh, it comes from the passage in uh, Ephesians chapter 4 that we just read. Uh, anybody want to take a guess at one or all three of those items? Why should we teach? What was that? Yes, perfecting of the saints, edifying of the body of Christ, yes. One more in there. Work of the ministry, yep, yep, right in the middle there. So, perfecting of the saints this is from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. Uh, perfecting of the saints, work of the ministry, edifying of the body of Christ. And the last one, number four there for teaching, what should we teach? Everybody should be able to answer this one. Just shout it out. What should we teach? Gospel, yeah. Word of God, good. You guys weren't very enthusiastic. I thought everybody just shouted out, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, anything we teach and everything we teach should come from the Word of God. Uh, that would include the gospel. We're, we're to spread the gospel to everyone. Uh, so that is obviously and definitely included. Second uh, Timothy 3.16 is a verse you could write with that. The, uh, what should we teach? The Word of God. Second Timothy 3.16. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, 
for instruction in righteousness. Uh, all scripture, that's, that means this, this book that we have, God's word from cover to cover can be used to teach, to teach others, teach our brothers and sisters in Christ, teach the lost about Jesus. Uh, every word in here can be used to teach. Uh, we should be teaching the word of God. Anything we teach should be based in the word of God. All right, now moving on to prophecy, the gift of prophecy. Uh, looking in Romans 12 again, Romans 12, so on that blank there, it'd be Romans 12, 6, Romans 12, 6. It says, Romans 12, 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophecy according to the proportion of faith. So we're looking at the gift of prophecy. I want to first look at biblical prophets. Uh, First, when considering the gift of prophecy, we need to see how God used prophets in the Bible. Now, this brings us to your handout. Number one, prophets were. Now, I'm going to we're going to do this a little uh, different. I'm going to give you some verses for you to look up and read. Uh, You'll you'll look those up. You can write them down so that way you won't forget them. Then you can look them up and read them. And then I want you to raise your hand when you think you know what that blank should be. Uh, So uh, go ahead and write these down. Isaiah 48, 16. Isaiah 48, 16. And the second one, there's going to be three. The second one is Jeremiah 25, 4. Jeremiah 25, 4. And the last one is... Zechariah 2.8. Oh, 8 and 9. Zechariah 2.8 and 9. So go ahead and look those up. Start reading them. When you think you know what that blank could be, go ahead and raise your hand. One of the Sandys, I'm not sure which. (laughs) Sent, yes, very good, sent. The prophets were sent. I wasn't sure exactly how this would go, but I'm glad you got it right. Got the first one right. Prophets were sent. Uh, So we can look at these verses together. Isaiah 48, 16, uh, if, if you kept your place or you're still there. Isaiah 48, 16 says, Come ye near unto me, hear ye this. I have not spoken in secret from the beginning, from the time that it was, there am I, and now the Lord God and his spirit hath sent me. Prophets were sent. Uh, Jeremiah 25, 4. And the Lord hath sent unto you all his servants, the prophets, rising early and sending them. But ye have not hearkened nor inclined your ear to hear. Uh, now, there's uh, some sadness in that verse, but the point uh, for, that we're making here is that prophets were sent, sent by God. And then Zechariah 2, 8 and 9, it says, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, after the glory hath he sent me unto the nations which spoiled you, for he that toucheth you toucheth the apple of his eye, the hands of Zerubbabel, 
have laid the foundation of this house. His hands shall also finish it. And thou shalt know that the Lord of hosts hath sent me unto you. Prophets are sent by God. Prophets are sent. We see in these verses that prophets were sent by God. So to be a prophet, you would have to be sent by God. Prophets were always sent by God in the Bible. All right, number two, prophets had. Prophets had. All right, the verses, there's one, two, three, four this time. Uh, John 3, 2. John 3, 2. Haggai 1, 13. Haggai 1, 13. Joel 1, 1. Joel 1, 1. And Hosea 1, 1. Hosea 1, 1. Prophets had. Whenever you get that figured out, go ahead and raise your hand. Chris. God with them. That's very good. Not what I'm aiming for here, though, but <laughs> that is not wrong, though. That is that is right. God was with his prophets, at least when they were obeying him, God was with them. Sandy. Uh, no, not aiming for that, although that uh, could be the case on some situations. <laughs> what? Anybody else? Maybe maybe I made this one a little hard. Got the first one right. That was good. So, what's that? A teacher. That's uh, sort of what I'm aiming for. You're getting really close. Uh, we'll give Autumn a shot. Her hand was up. Sorry. No, that's good. Word of the Lord. That that I went with the word message, but yes, the word of the Lord. Uh, they had a message. They had the word of the Lord. Um, we'll look at these verses here, uh, but that's what it is. Preacher or prophets had a message, or you could say prophets had the word of the Lord. Uh, John 3, 2, it says, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto them the preaching that I bid thee. They had the pre- he, uh, Jonah there, had the preaching um, that, uh, I'm not sure if I said John, but it was Jonah. Sorry. Uh, did I? Sorry, everybody. I led you astray. That's <laughs> so now at least I know why there was a disconnect. It was abbreviated on my paper, J-O-N, for some reason. <laughs> that just threw me off. <laughs> it was Jonah, Jonah the prophet. Okay, well, now we're kind of all back together here. Jonah 3.2, that says, you will not find uh, this in the book of John, but uh, Jonah 3.2, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah was sent with the message or the preaching that God gave him to preach. Uh, Haggai 1.13. It says, Then spake Haggai the Lord's message in the Lord's... Uh, sorry. Then spake Haggai the Lord's messenger in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. So he had the Lord's message. He even calls himself the Lord's messenger. 
Uh, Joel 1, 1, the word of the Lord that came to Joel, the son of Pethuel, uh, that he had the word of the Lord. He had a message from the Lord. And Hosea 1, 1, the word of the Lord that came to Hosea again. And there was actually more. I, I could have given you at least a couple more, uh, but I just stopped there. Uh, all of these prophets and all these verses show us that the prophets of God were sent with the message from God. They had a message that was from God. Uh, according to the Bible, prophets were sent by God and prophets had a message from God. And then the last one you see there, number three, prophets were. Uh, prophets were. So I'll give you those verses. It is Second Peter one twenty-one. I'll try to give you the right verses this time. Second Peter one twenty-one. I want us all to get it right, so I don't. I don't want to lead you astray. And then the second uh, verse I have for you is Hebrews one one and two. Hebrews one one and two. Are you stretching or you got your hand raised? <laughs> are you trying to be nervous? <laughs> uh, not what I'm looking for. Not what I'm looking for. <laughs> Terry. That's good. Again, not what I'm looking for, but good. They were uh, holy men of God. That was yours? No, she stole your answer. <laughs> Must have been a really good one. Maybe I should have put a fourth on here. <laughs> Jamie? Moved by the Holy Ghost? No, not what I'm looking for. Not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying it's not what I'm looking for. All right, I'll let you know where, what I was thinking on this one. Apparently, maybe I'm a little different. Did you have another idea, Gary? Okay. <laughs> you look like you wanted to say something. All right, prophets were for a specific time. Prophets were for a specific time. We'll look at these verses. Prophets were for a specific time. Second Peter one twenty one. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. So it gave you a time frame there. It says in old time. Uh, when speaking of prophets there uh, in the book of Peter, it talks about a specific time there uh, in the past. And then uh, Hebrews 1, 1 and 2, God who at sundry times... And in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. Uh, so it says there that God spake in times past. And again, another time frame given for the prophets. God spake in time past to prophets and used them to speak to his people. So both of these verses give proof that God had a specific time uh, for when he planned to use prophets 
to speak to his people. Now, does that mean that today there can be no more prophets? Well, basically, yes, that's what I believe. Uh, I will show you from the Bible why I believe that, why I believe that there's no uh, new prophets, no new revelations uh, from God uh, given to us through prophets. So how do we know that God is uh, speaking, not speaking through prophets today? Uh, you'll see on there, it says, God's word is, and I'll give you some verses for this one. Uh, Deuteronomy 4.2, Deuteronomy 4.2, Proverbs 30, 5 and 6, Proverbs 30, 5 and 6, Revelation 22, 18 and 19, Revelation 22, 18 and 19. And Matthew five seventeen and eighteen. Matthew five seventeen and eighteen. So there's your verses for this one. God's word is same deal. When you think you got it, raise your hand. Autumn. Pure, that is true, not what I'm aiming for, but that does go along with uh, what my point is here. It, uh, it needs to be pure for the point I'm trying to make. Any other ideas? God's word is fulfilled. That goes right along with it. So I'm, I'm aiming for God's word is complete, complete, but fulfilled works uh, pretty close with that. God's word is complete. All right, and we'll look at these verses, Deuteronomy 4.2. Ye shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall ye diminish aught from it. That's uh, setting up a principle of not needing to add or uh, that we shouldn't add anything to God's word or take anything from it. Proverbs 35 and 6. Every word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that trust in him. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. Because God's word uh, is pure, it's also complete. Uh, we don't need to add anything to it. It's, it's complete. It's good. It can't get any better. It's pure. Revelation 22, 18 and 19. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book, if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Again, this is uh, setting up a principle of not needing to not being allowed to 
uh, add anything to God's word or take anything away from God's word. Uh, Matthew 5, 17 and 18 says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jaw or one tittle shall not shall in no wise pass from the law to all be fulfilled. Now these verses show us that God's word does not need anything added to it or anything taken away from it. Uh, God's word is pure. It's perfect. It will stand forever until it's all fulfilled and, and it's all said and done. And this is because it is complete. God's word is complete. Uh, if God's word is complete, there would be no need for God to reveal a message to a prophet uh, to preach or teach. God would have no need to reveal something new uh, to someone for that person uh, to then teach or preach. Uh, we have the completed word of God with us right now. Uh, God no longer needs prophets to tell us what he wants us to know because everything we need to know is in our Bible. Uh, this fact combined with the verses in Hebrews 1 that tells us that God uh, used prophets for a specific time, this tells us very clearly that we are no longer in a time of God using prophets. Uh, so now this leads us to the spiritual gift assessment that we did uh, last week and the week before uh, that had the gift of prophecy on it. If you've noticed that, it was on there. Uh, so I want to look into this. What does the assessment mean by prophecy uh, on that assessment? So uh, my assessment, I actually had, my top one was actually prophecy. Uh, so I'm uh, not calling myself a prophet. I just want to make sure you understand that. Uh, but I want to look at what was actually on that assessment and what it is referring to. Uh, it's not referring to a biblical prophet uh, where you're told a specific message from God or a secret message from God. So what was actually on that assessment? I have the questions written down. I'll read them to you that were on that assessment that correlate to prophecy on that assessment. Uh, the first one was, I have delivered God's message of warning and judgment. I have delivered God's message of warning and judgment. That was the first question uh, on there about prophecy. The next one was, I feel that I have a message from God to deliver to others. Uh, so we're dealing with uh, teaching or preaching a message from God. Uh, the third one was, I have spiritual insights from Scripture concerning issues and people that compel me to speak out. Uh, that, again, is God leading you through the Holy Spirit on uh, the Scriptures and giving you a message to teach or preach. The next statement on there was, I have delivered to other persons messages that have come directly from God. Uh, and how does God do that? From the Bible. God speaks to us through his written word. God does also speak to us through uh, the Holy Spirit with a still small voice, uh, but that always will lead you to the word of God. Uh, anything God wants us to know or wants us to teach or preach on is already written down for us in his word. And then the last one uh, that was on the assessment was God gives me messages to deliver to his people. That is exactly what we do here every service. Uh, me and Pastor both uh, prepare messages that God gives us 
and then we teach or preach those messages uh, to whoever comes to hear it. Uh, God does that by showing us things in his word, his written word, uh, and that's where we get our messages from. So uh, if God shows you a message through his written word and he has asked you uh, to tell this message to others, and most likely that's what he's doing if he's giving you a message, uh, that is what the assessment is talking about when it says the gift of prophecy. Um, so we're talking about teaching a message from God's word to someone else. Uh, there are no Bible time prophets walking around today. Uh, and the, the difference is that God is not telling anyone a new revelation or a secret message uh, to tell anyone like he did back in the Bible time. Uh, God's message to us is complete. It's, it's in our laps. It's right here, right now. It's complete. Uh, we can open it up. We can read God's message to us at any time. Uh, he can lead us through his word and give us a message to tell others through his word. Uh, God has freely given his message to all people today. Uh, God is not speaking uh, through prophets like he did in early Bible times. Uh, another verse, you could write this down if you want, Amos 3, 7. Amos 3, 7, it says, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servants, the prophets. That's how God worked in that time. Uh, God spoke directly to prophets to get his message out. Uh, this is not how God operates today. Uh, Hebrews 1, 1, again, we've looked at it a couple times this morning. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers, by the prophets. God makes it clear to us that he did that in time past. He did it before and he is done working in that manner. Uh, again, this is because his message is complete. There's no need for God to work in that way anymore because his message is complete to us now. Anyone can pick up God's message and know what God wants them to know. So if someone is claiming to be a modern day prophet with a secret message from God, a new revelation, uh, they then are what the Bible calls a false prophet. Uh, the Bible warns us of false prophets. Jesus actually says in Matthew 24, 11, and many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. So what this means for us is uh, God can give you a message, but it will be from his word. Uh, if God gives you a message, uh, then we need to take his message and teach other people and preach God's message to other people. All right, let's pray.